right, David, so you know when you're, like, sitting on the toilet and you think you have to poop, but, like, you're not sure? So, so it, it's, it's like Schrodinger's poop. Yeah, it, that... It may exist. Here's the eternal problem with, uh, 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 IBS. Uh, Ouroboros. Is that how it, the snake that eats his own tail? I don't know if that's what it's called. I don't know. By the way, welcome to the Poo Crew, everybody. Yeah. I, I decided to go for a cold open style this time. Yeah, but, here's... Uh, no, here's the eternal problem. Um, you don't... Oh, on IV, with the IBS, you don't always know if you have to poop. Um, so when you go, you're just kind of sitting there. But here's a fun fact. Sitting on the toilet, just sitting on the toilet... Uh, is the most common cause for, like, um, hemorrhoids. Long-term sitting on the toilet. Really? Oh, yeah, long-term sitting on the toilet, like, above, like, 15 minutes can cause hemorrhoids. Huh, no wonder I have hemorrhoids. Yeah, no, it's a problem. Like, IBS makes it so I don't know if I have to poop when I sit down, so I just kind of have to... Because I even sit down if I'm just peeing. Like, I don't like to stand up to pee because I have bad aim. Like, that's and I fine. Tend, and I tend to make a mess and miss the toilet bowl a lot of the time. So, a, a while ago, I just said, like, fuck it. I just sit down every time. Also, fucking uh, uh, forcing it can cause uh, hemorrhoids, which is a problem for me who suffers from constant constipation. Uh, but hemorrhoids cause constipation. Can cause it's just an endless circle of pain. So it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. I know. It's terrible. I was listening to, what was it? Um, I was listening to someone, and they were like, uh, I think it was, I think it was, um, the Scary Game Squad. Yeah. Uh, which is a YouTube, and they were like, uh, they were like making a joke, and they were like, "I don't think uh, people under eighteen are gonna understand that." And then they were like, "Is do you think there's anyone under eighteen watching this show?" It's like possibly. Do you have any words for the under eighteen year olds? And they go, "Enjoy your poops now." <laughs> True. <coughs> Although I don't know, I was starting to have problems by like junior year of high school. I started having problems in senior year, but it, I really, seriously, though, if you are under the age, especially if you're under the age of 15, enjoy, enjoy your shit. Yeah, enjoy now. pooping normally now, because, uh, there's a good chance it won't last. We live in a, we live in a world that is not kind to the bowels of humans. <laughs> we live in a, David, we live in a society. We live in a, we live in an IBS society. <laughs> yeah, we live in a very, in a an IB. An IB a shitty, society. shitty society. Ayo, alright. Ayo. Um, yeah. This is the Pooh Crew. We've done... the hell episode is this? Six? Yes, this is six. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well... So... So far on this show, we've talked about Star Wars, we've talked about Transformers, we talked about Disney, uh, we talked about Digimon... What we have not talked about at all, and and I'm sure there's several people who'd be like, what the fuck, they're going to talk about this, is uh, sports. Because uh, contrary to, to popular belief, just because we're nerds doesn't mean you can't also enjoy uh, some good old sports ball. And I specifically am a massive, massive uh, baseball fan. 
and I took the liberty of going back through and finding some of my favorite and silliest uh, nicknames throughout baseball history. And uh, what I'm going to do here is this is similar to the Digimon episode where you just kind of uh, dropped some some pictures in the Discord and and got me to react to them. Um, this won't be as interesting because these are just faces of men, but <laughs> men faces. But oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop you I'm gonna drop you a pic the, uh, and and I'm gonna tell you who this was and and we're gonna see. Yes, you have a question. Well, just real quick, the older I get, the more I realize the nerdier people are the people who I find are, are like, I mean, really into sports. I mean, sports dudes are into sports, but, like, I've come across a lot of, like, gamers and, like, fucking nerds that, well, just... Oh, yeah, just, like, just because you're a nerd doesn't mean you can't like sports. I'm, I, I'm not the biggest sports guy. I really, I enjoy baseball, and I enjoy, uh... The Olympics. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I I watch a lot of baseball uh, and a lot of football. Um, also, we by the way, if you see a nerd, fucking pound that bitch. <laughs> fucking dunk on him. If you see a um, nerd, dunk them. All right. So I've I've pulled the the first image up, David. You you should be able to see it on Discord. Yeah. Um, this this is one of my favorite baseball nicknames of all time. Uh, this man's name is Al Simmons. He is a a Hall of Fame outfielder from the twenties, and uh, I, I and I don't know. I'm just I'm just gonna let you draw your own conclusions from here. Um. So so I gotta guess his nickname is what you're saying. I, yeah, just like throw out a guess. What what do you think? And I I tried with most of these to find like somewhat silly nicknames i'm gonna say dumbo 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 uh he's got an elephant on his shirt you know that's not a bad guess until you realize that this man's career actually predates the movie dumbo oh my god you're right how did i not realize that that's how far back in time we've gone here there's listen just in the old days they gave baseball players some weird names and on that note, this is Bucketfoot Al Simmons. Alright, let's take a look at that foot. The the reason he was called Bucketfoot, unfortunately, the story behind the nickname is not nearly as fun as the nickname itself. Mm-hmm. Um because I mean who doesn't love Bucketfoot? Um the story is is that apparently so so you know so you know when you go to take a swing as a batter in baseball? Yes. Usually, typically, the average person, when they go to swing at a baseball, would step forward with their foot when they go to hit it. Mm -hmm. Our our friend Bucketfoot here, instead, would step his foot to the side when he hit balls. He wouldn't step forward. He would... He would... Yeah, you can kind of do the motion now. It's really weird. (laughs) <laughs> like you want to step forward but no he would step out which was apparently known back then as a bucket foot stance kind of feels like feels like more like you're taking a whack if i were to do the do this hold on yeah are, you, are we are we demoing it well i'm, I'm i stepped on a dice sorry <laughs> oh. this is 
when you live in a house where you play D and D and board games all the time. All right. Uh, true. Alright, so hold on. Alright. Do I have a bat like thing? I got a broom. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, grab your broom. Grab your broom. <laughs> yeah, so normally you would step forward with your front foot. So he would step He would step out. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know I mean, listen. Feels He's in the like Hall of Fame, so clearly it worked for him. Um, I also like heard he apparently did not like that nickname. <laughs> uh, it's better than Dumbo, I'd say. Um, <laughs> That's true. If you, when you're stepping out, it feels more like you're taking an axe to a tree. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that's maybe that's how he was raised. That's if if you don't know, like every like baseball signing story from like back in those days is always like. Oh, I was I was lost in the middle of a cornfield, and I found this kid on a plow, and he and he picked up the whole plow with one hand, and I knew he was great at baseball. Like that's how all those well, stories are from back then. Well, there was no like you know, there was no like scouting from schools back then. I guess no, it was literally just men wandering into fields, being like, "Anybody play baseball? Who wants to make some money?" Like, radio was barely even a thing at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that's a real old one. Let's let's drop a a slightly more recent gentleman. So th- this is Bartolo Cologne. I chose an especially uh humorous picture of him where yeah. he is I'm, I'm not quite sure what he's doing in this picture. Man, that's no, I know, I know who that guy is. That's yeah, fucking, he's. No, 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 that's fucking Tito Watts, man. <laughs> that's fucking Tito Watts. <laughs> that I promise you, it is not. That is a real Major League Baseball player. That's my His man. Name? That's my man, Tito Watts. Catch him down in Jacksonville, Florida, trying to sell tickets to heaven, my dude. That's Tito Watts. <laughs> Is that your guess for what his nickname is? Yeah, that's Tito T- Watts. Yeah, that's Tito Watts, man. Well, you know what? I almost like your response better. His nickname is Big Sexy. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I, I, just, I just want you to look at that face, David, and and realize that that is the pinnacle of sex appeal in the sport of baseball. Wait, hold on, real quick, just. Uh... Just so this joke lands. Are you looking up a picture of Tito Watts? Um, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) He looks nothing like him. That's my boy Tito Watts, man. (laughs) Man, I really thought you were going to show me a picture and it's like, oh, that kind of looks like him. That doesn't look like him at all. Um, I w- uh, by the way, Tito Watts is a dude, uh, a Florida man, a pretty famous Florida man story, which was brought to my attention by the Cox and Crendor podcast. Um, it's, but um, where he tried yeah, to, I mean, the- that looks like a Florida man. Uh, actually, hold on. Uh, you know what he, you know, you know who he does kind of look like though. Who, who, who does he kind of look like? Wait, wait, Tito Watts or, or Big Sexy? Big Sexy. You know who he does kind of look like? 
He looks like uh, he looks like uh, Tito from the TV show Rocket Power. I. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I, I can kind of see it. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. We got more of these. Anyway, um, yeah, that that was fun tangent. Um, so we got so, Dumbo and Tito Watts. Moving on. Yeah. Uh. So this is another. Wait, nope. Don't want to do that. Uh. So this is another uh, more recent one, and so this is Lance Berkman. Now he has two nicknames: one that he gave himself, and the other one that was given to him. That's that's the chin, man. The chin. That's the chin. He does have a very pronounced chin. Um. Now. That's- Man, that's baby hands. Baby hands. He does. It, it does look like in this picture, his hand is like kind of wrapped up in on something, or at least his thumb is. That this is a slightly older picture of him. I should point out when he got a little bit older, like into the late stages of a career, he got a little bit bigger. And now the nickname that he tried to give himself is Big Puma, Big which. Puma. Which is funny on its own. However, the nickname that he actually ended up being more known by is Fat Elvis. Fat Elvis is very good. I mean, it's... Apparently, I need... I should... Hold on. That's almost I should try and because find Elvis was fatter than this guy. Yeah, well, that's a picture of him when he was younger. Uh, let me see if I can find a more recent picture of him with, like, the full fat... Oh, you know what? Here, Here's a good... <laughs> I found a good one. Here's a good... Uh... fat elvis look all right look at look at this picture of him he looks a lot more fat elvisy in that yeah that is yeah. Okay, he's, yeah he's got kind of the like blank face they're just like i don't uh-huh. know what <laughs> uh-huh like you could you could like x-ray the inside of his brain it would it would just be like a metronome it would be a peanut butter and banana sandwich yeah <laughs> yeah does that that blank stare into nothing? <laughs> um, now this next one is a very famous baseball player. This this is this is Lou Gehrig, uh, you know, like the disease. Um, and he had he had a bunch of different nicknames. His most famous nickname was the Iron Horse, but he he had a different, much funnier nickname uh, that referred to. Well, I'll I'll just let you take a swing at it. Uh, his uh, let's see, Lou Gehrig's funny nickname was it? Was it? Was it the Immortal? <laughs> no, it was not the Immortal. Um, the the, the uh, healthy as a bull. <laughs> the healthy as a bull. Oh, that's. The That's ne- just mean. The never gonna lose any motor functions. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, Lou Gehrig's disease is the other name for ALS. <laughs> ALS, which was partially like discovered as a disease because this very famous man contracted it. Um, 
No, it's it's none of I'm that. So In sorry, fact, everyone. this nickname has nothing to do with the horrible disease. And I knew you were going to make a joke about that. But no. So so Lou Gehrig liked to wear his pants like very loose and baggy. And he also, you can kind of see it in this picture, but he also had a very big ass. And this led to the nickname Biscuit Pants. <laughs> Thick Lou. Oh. Thick Lou! That's good old Thick Lou. I should yeah, have taken a guess. If you, if you, you kind guys... of look at... If you kind of look at his lower waist in this picture, you can kind of see his big ass. <laughs> Y'all, you're gonna make me look up Lou Gehrig's ass. Hold on a second. No, I, 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 I tried earlier. I could not find a picture that was just of his ass. So yeah, that the next time you're you're thinking about uh, the horrible disease of ALS, just just remember. That he had, he was, he is a, a thick ass. I'm, uh... Jesus. Wow, we're really floundering here. Moving on? Yeah, m- maybe we move on. Did you find a picture of his I ass? I did not find a picture of Lou Gehrig's ass. Oh, man. Uh... <laughs> yeah, the, um... But yeah, he had big ass and baggy pants, so they called him Biscuit Pants. With an ass like that, he had to sit to wipe. Oh. Yeah. So, next up is... This is one of my favorite baseball players of all time. This is Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. Uh, I chose an especially this, wait, mean-looking face of him. Is this the guy that killed a bird? This is the guy that killed a bird. Yes, his one of his biggest claims to fame is he once... <laughs> Threw a pitch and a and a bird like a pigeon or something flew in from the side and exploded. <laughs> Just a puff um, of gore. So I'll, I'll give you a hint about this one. Randy Johnson, in addition to killing a bird and <laughs> other things he was famous for, um, Randy Johnson's height is six foot ten. He is an extremely tall man. He is, in fact, the tallest man to ever play the sport of baseball professionally. Hmm. I mean, that makes sense at almost seven feet. So. Yeah. Oh, he... Oh, wait. He used to make faces, didn't he? He did used to make faces. He was... He was the guy that would like he would like go into his pitching windup because he was a pitcher and would like glare at you, like super mean. Like he was he was incredibly intimidating and people were very afraid of him. Did he have a name like Snake Eyes or something? No, he didn't. Um, his nickname was the Big Unit, which isn't isn't an especially great nickname. I really just wanted an excuse to talk about Randy Johnson for a minute. Listen, yeah, the nickname isn't like... I mean, the nickname's pretty good. But listen, we did also bring up the fact that he killed a bird and that he stares down everyone he He killed a bird. He stares down every batter he faces. Um, It doesn't show it in this picture, but earlier in his career, he had a fantastically terrible, terrible mullet. Just like, imagine the worst mullet possible. He had it. Um, and he was also, uh, the oldest pitcher to ever throw a perfect game. He threw a perfect game when he was 40. Pretty impressive. Yeah, 
he is a uh, incredible baseball player. I love him to death. And uh, yeah, he had a what? He was what? a very tall man. What team is that there? That the Diamondbacks? That's the Diamondbacks. Was yes. he on the Diamondbacks his whole time, or? No, he was, I mean, he played for a lot of different teams, but mostly he played for the Mariners in the 90s and the Diamondbacks in the 2000s. Okay. Oh, he paid for, oh, of course. Of course you love him. Yeah, he, he played, played for the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course you love him, he played for the Mariners. Yes, never, of course I hey, love him, he played for the Mariners. You, uh, uh, you've never on this show said your fan, your teams you're a fan of. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm from Seattle, so Mariners and Seahawks, uh, are my, are my big teams. Um, I was actually named after Mariners players. My, my parents named me Griffin after Ken Griffey Jr. And my middle name is Edgar after, uh, Edgar Martinez. So, so yeah, so yeah, I'm a pretty big baseball guy. (laughs) I'm named after my Uncle David, who's a doctor. Anyway. <laughs> Very good. Alright. Here's a here's an older here's an older fellow. Um unfortunately this photo isn't really in color, so you won't be able to grasp why he has this nickname. I guess that's kind of a hint. Uh this is Gabby Hartnett. Oh, okay. That's um that that's that's Martian boy Gabby for the fact that he had uh, fluorescent green skin. <laughs> he did not have fluorescent green skin. His it's nickname color. is related it's not, to his skin. It's not in color. You can't tell that he has bright green glowing skin like he just took You a know dip what? In... Maybe he does. We don't know. That motherfucker just took a dip in Chernobyl. That's how bright his skin is. I realized it's from before Chernobyl went off. I yes, realized... yes. This man also played in the the thirties. <laughs> um, I realized he... this man was born before nuclear power was invented. I know, I know, but yeah. Fuck. Well, you know, just a lot of the best nicknames come from the olden days when they didn't know any better. This guy's skin was so green, he belonged on a fucking Weird Tales uh, comic cover. This... (laughs) So... (laughs) Um... (laughs) I almost don't want to tell you the real name now. (laughs) You just like the headcanon that his skin... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It is related to his skin, specifically the color of his face. Um, he had... His nickname was Old Tomato Face. It's pretty good. So, so probably red, not green. But, <laughs> but you know what? I like your headcanon better that he was actually a Martian man who was bright <laughs> green. And nobody could tell because, as we all know, uh, everything was in black and white back in those days. <laughs> not, not just in photographs and film, but like in real life too. Everyone saw in black and white. His wife could not sleep at night due to how fluorescent his skin was. That's how bright green it was. Wait, was he even married? I'm I'm looking up now to see if he was married. <laughs> Did old Tomato Face get someone to marry him? So I mean, probably he's it. He he's a Hall of Famer, so like, surely he can. He could have f- used his money. <laughs> I feel like you can't just Google. Did old Tomato Face get someone to marry him? And if you do, you're just gonna get like a folk song, because that is definitely a folk song title. Well, 
his Wikipedia page says absolutely nothing about whether he had a wife or not. Um, all, uh, he died of cirrhosis. Great. <laughs> um, I do quite... know, I do know, I do know one little fun anecdote about him, which is that he once, uh, famously, uh, like signed a ball. I think it was a ball, uh, for Al Capone. Oh. Because he played for the Cubs back in the era when Al Capone was around in Chicago. Uh, and apparently after he did it, the either the manager of the team or the owner of the team called him over and said, uh, please never fucking do that again. <laughs> please do not. Please do not give favors to Al Capone in broad daylight in the middle of a baseball game. We're really not trying to have that be our look. <laughs> yeah. All right, I've got, I've got, I got two, yeah, I've got two more. Okay. So this next one, um, this, this, this man is named Mike Hargrove, and Mike Hargrove was very famous for taking a very long time in the batter's box to get set. So like so like you know you know how baseball players do where they like step into the batter's box and they always got to like take a second to like wind up their bat or whatever they do and like get into their stance. And Mike Hargrove was famous for doing this a lot for a ex- very long time. Nickname's the penis. <laughs> Final answer. <laughs> Man, I tried to give you all that information as, like, a hint, and you just said the penis. No, his nickname's uh, The Long Goodbye. The Long Goodbye. That's pretty good. Um, the actual nickname that people started calling Real him Real quick, was, wait, wait, before you say it. Uh, this picture looks like a man who goes by the nickname The Penis. I'm just saying, I saw this. I saw this picture, and I said to myself, in my head, that man's named the penis. He he looks like a guy who would who would like secretly nickname himself the penis and then try to act like he didn't. Like, oh no, why why do they keep calling me the penis? How horrible. This guy looks like he got into a college frat and it wasn't that interesting, so he tried to make it look like it was in all the movies. That's what this guy looks like. He just he yeah, he got into college, really thought it was going to be like Animal House, and then it wasn't. And then he he just started going around doing all the stuff they do in Animal House. The look on this man's face is the confused look of a man who has never seen a base or a baseball, but has made it into the Major League. That's the look on this man's face. Right, so his nickname was the Human Rain Delay. Okay, well, I mean, okay, so he was. I mean, he he played before my time. I I never saw him play, but apparently, when he would go up to bat, the game would just grind to a screeching halt. He's very slow. He actually had the superhuman ability to slow the flow of time during a baseball game. 
the ball would move at about one mile an hour down the pitch, and when he hit it, it would just kind of like go, like it was flying through jello as it went through the air, and everyone just kind of sat on the grass and watched it until it landed. And then he, got, and he, then he, and then he didn't swing at it anyway. <laughs> he, he was just kind of like, nah. Unless he was hitting a home run, he was definitely going to get out because whoever it was going to would catch it for sure. Well, if I'm not mistaken, hold on, I, I have to look it up now to be sure. But if I'm not mistaken, he was not much of a home run hitter. In fact, yes, looking, I'm looking at his career page right now. The thing that he was probably best at was walks. Which is, in essence, doing nothing. <laughs> I have the last one, and this is this is by far the oldest player that we're going to look at. This 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 man played baseball in I believe in like nineteen aught three or something is when he started. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Mordecai Brown, but he is very often more well known by a different name, Mickey Rooney. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's older. He predates Mickey Rooney. Yeah, but he was known as Mickey Rooney before Mickey Rooney was Mickey Rooney. Oh, M- M- Mickey Rooney got his name from this guy? Is that yeah. what you're saying? But, like, because he kind of looks like Mickey Rooney. Yeah. Well, it's like I a time mention, loop kind of thing. Well, I should mention, so you know how, like, you know how, like, you know, we were in Chicago when the Cubs won the World Series. Yeah. And, you know, that was a pretty big deal because they hadn't won it in 108 years. Mm-hmm. So... The last time the Cubs won the World Series, this man was the reason why. He was their star pitcher in 1908. Uh, he was just simply known as, uh, he was just simply known as Ball. <laughs> because everyone was like, he is the Ball. He was simply well, known as Ball. I've got I've got one more picture for you here, David. His nickname was Three Finger Brown. And the reason he was called Three Finger Brown, well, I'll just show you a picture of his hand and you can make the connection. This man have three fucking fingers. <laughs> this dude, this motherfucker had three goddamn fingers on his hand. Technically, he has four fingers, but at least... One of them is, like, pretty mangled up. Like, if you look at his middle finger, it's... It, the bone is, like, not where it should be. Well, his pointer finger is gone. And yeah, his he, pointer finger is gone. I think his pinky is, like, slightly twisted at the tip. His middle finger's all fucked up. I'm pretty sure his thumb and his ring finger are the only functional fingers he had. Um... He was not born that way. Uh, the reason that happened is because uh, he was a farm boy growing up, and he got he stuck his hand in a plow once, and that was. I I don't know. I I mean, he was like a child when this happened. <laughs> I don't really know what his thought process was. This was over a hundred years ago, That's but. Yeah, he he got his hand all mangled up and then somehow learned to throw a baseball really good with his mangled up hand. Maybe that's just the optimal hand shape for throwing a baseball. And Maybe. Just... I mean, he he was like one of the best pitchers of his era. Maybe so that's like just maybe what... there's something to that. 
Maybe that's then again, what all pitches should look like. <laughs> then again, he also pitched in an era when, like, spitballs weren't illegal. Like, in fact, it was, a like, in fact, back then it was sort of the pitcher's job once they got thrown a ball to, like, rough it up and scuff it. So he just cheated. He just had a fucked hand and cheated to win. <laughs> right, but you have to realize, David, that wasn't cheating back then. That was standard procedure in the in baseball. And if everyone's cheating, then no one will. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, That's why people get people got mad about steroids, but it's like I mean everyone was doing them. <laughs> um, there's that old Futurama joke um, from season one, I believe, or maybe season two, which was like uh, the professor says like the game has gotten a lot more interesting since steroids were made mandatory. <laughs> no, he says. He says, and that was back, uh, they were talking about an old player, and they said, and that was back before steroids were mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty good, David. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, lo- I love Futurama. Futurama's a good show. I, I Futurama's think. such a good show. I love The Professor. Love The Professor. I think overall, on the whole, I like it more than The Simpsons. I definitely like it. I'm not a huge fan of The Simpsons, honestly. I'm a pretty big fan of The Simpsons, and I think when The Simpsons hit, it hits harder than Futurama. But on the whole, Futurama delivers a better experience. But you you were not a fan of, what's the new one? Uh, uh, Disenchantment? Correction. Correction. I was not a fan of Disenchantment's first season. Oh, did it get better? I liked it as it went on. I like season two a lot more, and I like season three all right. Okay. Um, Interesting. Season one just kind of stands out to me. All right. Well, that was it. That was, that was all the pictures I had. Um, I hope, I hope that we learned something. (laughs) Yeah, man. I don't know if we learned anything today. I'm going to be honest. I, I fucking love. I mean, I learned today that some of my favorite players are like Tito Watts and the penis. (laughs) I you know what I love is I'm looking back I'm just like scrolling through like the feed of our Discord messages and it's literally just a barrage of baseball pictures followed by or preceded by a barrage of Digimon pictures and that's about it. And that's a good summation of who we are as people. Yeah. And one story More about Tito Watt selling golden tickets into heaven. Oh uh, yeah. There's a couple poop emojis in here as well. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, time to time to switch gears. Time for our for our little guest spot this week. Uh, this week we've got uh, a very close mutual friend of ours. Uh, he was he's been friends with David since what seventh grade. Yeah, a very long time. And then uh, he actually lived with me for uh, for like almost two and two a half years. years. No, it was less than two years. Oh, uh, okay. Um, cause he, 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 it's our good friend Garen, and, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna spend a few minutes talking to us about, um, you know what, I genuinely haven't listened to this whole thing yet, so I don't know what he's about to talk about. We're about to figure out! We're about to figure out. Alright, take it away, Garen. Hey y'all, it's Garen, and I have an idea for a D&D campaign that I want to get off my chest before I forget about it. 
And uh, it's basically a, you know, standard D&D adventure set in the world of RuneScape, or Gilinor, I guess. And the main reason that I decided to, you know, wanna, I want to go with uh, that world is, well, A, it's a world that I already know very well, so I... If, if we need to go off the beaten path, if someone goes, hey, what's in that direction, I, I'll be able to pretty easily tell you. <laughs> so that that takes a lot of the, the stress. And one of, one of the biggest, like, da- most daunting challenges for me that kind of prevented me from, you know, creating my D&D campaign in the past is, you know, just, you know, you have to fill out this world, fill out this map with stuff. And, well, that if I do this world that already exists, then I can easily just use what's already there and you know, another thing that really makes made me think runescape for this was uh that i'm currently playing it i just got back into it so <laughs> well uh, besides that it, the game mechanically has a lot similar with uh D. you can definitely see the inspiration that was taken from D. like the well right now with 5e the world is set on a grid and it's the same same deal with runescape so being able to translate maps and like battle areas to 5e uh, maps would be super easy. Um, and then the, the, the final thing that really makes it just seem too good to not do is that like, I don't have to make a lot of stat blocks for, for new things. Like, yes, RuneScape has, you know, RuneScape-specific monsters and stuff, but there's also plenty of, you know, goblins, trolls, dragons, you know, the standard fantasy adventure stuff. So there won't be a whole lot of homebrewing necessary for the, the enemies. Now, the game definitely does have some differences, and one of the biggest ones and biggest challenges that I have no idea how I'm going to deal with, should I, should I go through with this adventure, is uh, dialogue. In, in RuneScape, dialogue, it's set, you know, dialogue options that you can pick, and then the characters have set responses. So you can't just, you know, roll to see how well you convince somebody of something. So that, you know, that whole system would have to be entirely reworked <laughs> uh, to, to fit the game there. Um, what else is difficult about it? Oh, yeah. RuneScape is pretty damn open-ended. Uh, you can kind of just walk off in a direction and pick a quest on the map and start doing it for the most part. So that, as a DM, would be a nightmare. <laughs> so I'm thinking I, I'm probably going to have to focus on one quest with maybe, like, a few side quests, either that you have to do as, like, a prerequisite or, like, along the way you have the option of doing. Um... And I'm thinking that quest is probably going to be Dragon Slayer. And I'm not going to spoil what uh, goes into that quest. <laughs> you you may or may not have to slay a dragon at some point. And then also, I, I do want to start the campaign at level 1, so working out how I'm going to stat this dragon so that we can end up beating it at the end will be difficult. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. And yeah, that's basically as far as the idea goes right now. I, I kind of just have I kind of just have the the quest I want it to be based around, and then the world I want it to be in, and hopefully I can uh, you know get off my lazy butt and start writing for this. Because yeah, that dialogue is gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be some work.
All right. Thanks for having me on. I'll see you later. I feel like as D&D fans, we've all been here, right? We've all been in a war, had a world that we've wanted to recreate in uh, D&D for yeah. players. And actually, I would say, and this is not at all what I did, but it, in retrospect, it's probably what I should have done to start learning DMing, is if you want to start learn to, like, learn how to DM, but it seems so daunting with you for you to, like, you know follow a world that and like try and create your own world like honestly like that is a great idea to just use a fantasy world that already exists that you know really well Mm -hmm. Um, even if there's not like like for instance one first one that would come to my mind because i'm such a it would be like a transformers campaign there's no mapped out cybertron but there is lore to Cybertron. Yeah. And like and like if anyone could easily parse that into D&D, it would be you because you know Transformers so well. Yeah. I've I've actually had similar thoughts about creating a a and style game set in the world of Bionicle. Yeah. Oh god. The All right. Now we're just All right. Now we're fuck. just spitballing. I will say um Garen throughout the entire time that I lived with him tried very hard to get me uh, and Sam, who he also lived with, uh, to get into RuneScape, to no success so far. But you know what? If if he actually if Garen actually makes that D and D campaign, that might be his best chance at actually getting me interested in RuneScape. That's the best chance. Uh, I've been interested in RuneScape before, so he still has a RuneScape, shot with me. It just seems so daunting to me to play the game. It it just seems like. Man, like you gotta commit to this game if you're gonna play it. Mm-hmm. You better and... be ready to put in a lot of hours. It's the same reason why I didn't end up going that far. Why I've never gotten that far into like World of Warcraft. It's not because I'm not interested in it. It's because like, man, you gotta be willing to put a lot of hours into this for it to really be worth it. I was gonna ask if that was the reason for Warhammer, but Warhammer has multiple speed bumps for you. <laughs> Warhammer, yeah, Warhammer's kind of a similar thing, um, but that has more to do with, like, game mechanics than, like, lore stuff. Also, I assume that Warhammer has the added uh, speed bump of the fact that no one, not even people who play it, understand the rules, so, like... (laughs) Yeah, it's also just, like, I really don't like, this is a whole separate thing, but I really don't like any game where you have to spend, like, a long time learning the rules before you can actually play it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, any game, any game that takes longer than, like, 20 minutes before I'm able to start playing, I don't, I'm not interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'd much rather just be able to jump in and, like, okay, if there's some advanced rules, you, you're able to learn it as you go. Um, that's sort of my other problem with Warhammer. Um, but, but also... S- that is yeah, why setting I, that aside. <laughs> that is part of the reason why I love D&D is because even though D&D has a ton of rules, the literal like first rule is you can throw out all the rules and change whatever you want. And it's so easy to just jump in and start playing. Uh, to end this off real quick, what is your uh, what is a, what would be like your pitch or like your idea for the uh, Bionicle uh, campaign? Um, well, I actually started. Here's the thing is. 
the more I thought about a Bionicle campaign, the more I thought, like, I don't know if I want this to be D&D or, or if I just want to build my own tabletop game. Oh my god. But that would require so much work. And honestly, uh, I honestly don't want to get too far into it because this actually... I actually had an idea for this to be its own episode. Oh, okay, 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 of talking okay, we'll about save it. A sort of Bionicle tabletop gaming experience. Um... So I'm actually not going to say anymore, and uh, and I guess now we'll have to do that episode in the future. Yeah, if well, in response to that, I would say if I were to do a Transformers D&D campaign, we would need, like, specifically to add a new type of character sheet for, for, uh, for vehicle mode. Like... Exactly. It, it, it'd have to basically be... You would have a character sheet for your normal, like, robot mode, and then you would have a character sheet that has, like, I guess special attack or stats yeah, or special I'm, speed I'm stats. trying to think what, how you would even do that with the exist, existing D&D rulebook. The easiest way I could think of would be basically to just reskin the druid class, because that mm -hmm. has the whole hallmark of, like, turning into animals, and you'd basically have to just reskin the whole thing so that it's turning into vehicle instead. So everyone would be, like, a class and then slightly a druid. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But even then, you'd have to reskin all the normal druid stuff for it to be Transformers-y things. Um, it would take some doing, but it would be fun. That is um, one thing. I do wish it was easier to incorporate, like, sort of more sci-fi techie ideas into D&D. Like, mm -hmm. obviously because D&D is more fantasy-geared, it doesn't have a lot of specific outlines for that. I'm sure there are books that exist that's like, hey, you want to turn this into a sci-fi campaign, this is how. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, that, that was... Um, I, I genuinely uh, do hope that Garen does make that D&D campaign, because well. I would be super down to play it. Um, one nice thing about D and D campaigns is that we always theorize about new new ones. But I plan on being friends with you suckers until we're freaking like ninety. So you know we'll play them all eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean we've we've got a campaign that's ongoing right now. That that honestly, like the campaign we're doing right now is sort of getting towards its end point. Um, but. But, like, honestly, if, if I thought I could, I would keep it going for decades. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, well, I think that's enough said about That's D &D. enough said about D&D. &D. What a weird episode this turned out to be. <laughs> Baseball and D&D. &D. <laughs> Baseball and D&D. &D. That might be the title. <laughs> yeah, may maybe so. Alright, so that was our show. Thank you, um, everybody, for listening This to is what program. happens when Griffin doesn't think ahead and pulls a topic out of his ass. <laughs> I think uh, I, li I liked it. If, if everyone else I, hates it, this was one of my favorite episodes to record so far. Oh, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad. <laughs> um, so, he's David Thorpe, I'm Griffin McCorkle. You can uh, follow us on Twitter, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I <st> um... <laughs> At, at uh, uh, crew underscore poo, the poo crew. And, um, listen, uh, y'all, special... there's, 
there's still a pandemic going on. We're still trying so hard to get socials out there, but you're gonna I have know. to bear with we're us. Just, we're just so bad. Like, I don't use social media really at all Griffin, in, like, my personal life. Griffin doesn't use social media, and I work two jobs, so, like, we don't have the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> But, uh, once again, a special thanks to Jesse for supplying our theme music. Boss Jesse uh, on SoundCloud. Yeah, Boss Jesse on SoundCloud. Actually, Jesse's right in the other room, isn't he? Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> right over there. <laughs> you can, tell, tell, him, tell him we're shouting him out right now. Jesse, we're shouting you out on the podcast. We're shouting you out on the podcast right now. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he said. Um... But, uh, yeah, uh, you can find me on Kiddotick, at, uh, uh, Kiddotick, um, on Instagram, and I also run the Robots Under Guys podcast with my... You may have to spell Kiddotick for people. Oh, K-I, uh, sorry, it's 1-K-I-T-O-T-I-K-1, um, on Instagram. Why, why one? Why, because Kiddotick was taken. So I just put a one at the beginning. You mean there's another human who made up a dumb word like kiddo tick? Right? That's why (laughs) I always assume that it's free because no one wants it. Um, Yeah, because it's literally a made up word. Yeah, that's why I want to use it for my YouTube channel whenever I make that. Uh, Which I'll be uh, pitching whenever I make it. Anyways, uh, Um, Robots in the Guys is another podcast that I do. It's on all podcasting sites. You can go check that out. Yeah. Go go check out Are Your Parents Proud of You? Go check out uh what are our other friends' podcasts? Go check out Hate No Eight. Go check Hate out no uh, Argo All Rule. Systems Argo. Sorry, yeah, All Systems Argo. I forgot. They changed the name. Um is that it? Wait, do we have any other podcasts? That's it for right now. Brunchsucks.com will be up eventually. <laughs> yeah. Brunch sucks like it exists. Uh that's our podcasting network that we're a part of, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, that'll be up eventually, but I'm still working on the website, so maybe don't go there. Yeah, listen, at this point, the important thing is just that we're putting out episodes listen, we're giving of this you podcast. Con- we're giving you people content. Is that not yeah, enough? we're giving you content. <laughs> um, alright. Thank y'all for joining us today. Um. Yeah. And Go- goodbye, everybody. A pleasant Pumaro. <laughs> pleasant Pumaro.